Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of DevCast, a podcast on DSC leads and Google developer experts that is proudly organized by Developer Student Club Loyola from the Ateneo de Manila University. My name is Andy from DSC Admin. And I'm Paolo Fuentes. We are your co-hosts for today. Joining us is Bruce Alturas, and he will be talking about his passions in technology, his journey to becoming DSC lead, lessons learned during his term, and so much more. So, hi Bruce, welcome to DevCast. Hi, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, hi, I'm, my name is Bruce. I am a third-year college student taking up Bachelor of Science in Information of Technology at the University of San Carlos. All right, so to start off, we want to know more about the background and early years of our speaker. So we want to ask, uh, where did you grow up, Bruce, and what's it like there? So I was born and raised in here in Cebu. Um, it's a small city, so it's quite often that I actually bump into someone I know. And in our family, we're six siblings. So you can imagine how um, chaotic and crazy it would be. And me being the youngest, I was somehow a bit spoiled. And my parents would used to say that I easily have tantrums, which is why I always get teased a lot by my older siblings. And even until now, they still call me baby Bruce of the family. And um, growing up, I used to hang out in the streets a lot with my friends. Uh, We would play patintero and hide and seek day and night. Other times, I would play basketball like the entire afternoon. And Mm -hmm. when I get home, my mom would wonder why I'm sweaty and dark. And yeah, and as a kid, I would consider myself um, athletic because I would play any sports and like challenge people. What sports do you play? Um, um, I do, I play like any kind of sports, but mostly, um, I really like, I do like basketball, but I played, yeah, yeah, I played before like soccer, badminton, volleyball, um, softball, it's like baseball. Oh, that's a lot. A lot, yeah. Really, yeah, really uh, versatile. Yeah, I, um, I don't know, um, um, I guess it is something, you know, it is something that, you know, I just like, I like challenging and, you know, challenging people. Um, I think it is something that driven me until now. I continue to push and challenge myself and take opportunities in life. Were you um, like um, invited by your friends or um, invited by your um, parents to like play or did you like um did you initiate na, oh, you want to play, so you you would like, I would initiate. you would be one to invite. <laughs> I would initiate yeah. people, like, um, um, we would bet sometimes, like, we would yeah. um, bet, like, 10 pesos. I was like, hey, like, you want to play? Let's play. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of fun. But now I'm yeah. kind of laying low. I'm not that athletic anymore. Yeah, we all have our priorities, but um, yeah, sometimes in our free time, 
personally for me um like when I would go home to my home province because I'm from I know I'm from Iloilo yeah so I'm also from Visayas so whenever I would go home from you know Manila um I would also play with my high school um batchmates and yeah I can really relate with what you do I think that's really the tatak provincial life is. yeah do you understand Iligaynon? Um no, but I do understand what you like what you said right now. Yeah, so I, I, personally, I don't understand then um, Cebuano. So kind of weird since we're not that far, pero I understand Tagalog more than um, Cebuano. Kind of ironic. Oh, so okay. Um, Bruce, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grow up? Um, when I was a kid, I really didn't have that kind of mindset because I guess I was too, you know, busy playing and, you know, fooling around. But at some point, um, I wanted to be a lot of things. Um, probably first would be I wanted to become a priest. <laughs> I know it's it's kind of funny, but who influenced you to be a, to be a priest? <laughs> no, because I was I am I was born um, I was raised in a you know, religious family, so uh, my mom really influenced me to you know having that kind of dream. And also the other reason was that I thought I would not have a girlfriend in my life, so I was like I would rather be a priest. But you know. I don't know if that's a bad thing. But like right now, same, same bro. I already have a girlfriend, so like, yeah. And then there was some point. Um, I even wanted to be like Spider-Man because he was my yeah. hero at that time. Yeah, childhood hero. And then I, you're a Marvel fan. Yeah, I am a Marvel fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm also a DC fan, but I'm not really. Um, I really don't know much about DC except for the Flash, though. So yeah. So you mentioned that uh, you wanted to be a priest. Did you seriously consider it at that time? Oh no. Oh, I think. Oh, when I grow up, I want to grow to a seminary. No, I didn't. Eventually, um, eventually I wanted to become a like chef. Um, it was something that I was, I really wanted to be. Like I really had plans of like going to, mm-hmm. um, like cooking school, and. But then you know I fell in love with technology, so you know change change my life, change um, what I wanted to be when when I grew up. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned uh, you fell in love with technology. So um, when did you first show interest in technology? Um. So I first first show interest in technology back when I joined a event called Startup Weekend, um, Cebu Youth Edition. So at that time, um, Startup Weekend is a, it's like a hackathon, um, a three-day hackathon where, you know, not only develop, developers were there, but entrepreneurs, um, business, uh, business men, women were there to, you know, to pitch ideas um, that were that were sold or used in tech and i remember um the idea that we pitched the uh, my team and i um shout out to oscar aaron and joshua 
So, <laughs> so there were my team. Uh, we were called Team Flick. So basically, the fl- Flick was the name of our application, and the idea was um, to look for a restaurant or entertainment center or like theater, um, depending on your location and your budget. So that's what we pitched. Uh, we weren't able to win though, but you know the the experience and the opportunity being there was really worth it. Yeah, Would was you this an app? Oh, sorry, go long. Was this an app? Um, it wasn't a web app. It was web app at the time. So yeah. Was this um, like your first encounter with tech, or have you encountered tech before? But this was the first time that like it kind of like clicked. Like, oh, this is fun. Oh, um, yeah. Um, it is my first um, first show of interest in tech. But my first encounter in tech was um, uh, others would agree that their first encounter in tech would be in school, because like generally uh, speaking, like their initial encounter would be in school. Um, for kids in today's generation, um, they encountered tech um, even at months old um, for you know educational and learning purposes. Um, in my case, my first encounter of tech was when I was four, back in 2003. Um, it was Pentium 4, 2.0 gigahertz, if I could remember. Um, it had a 2 gigabyte RAM. Um, it was running Windows XP, so I can't really recall all technical details. Um, but I do remember that my dad taught me how to use computer, and I would remember that I would use Paint all day because it was something that you know just would interest like kids at that time would play and you know just doodle around with paint and there were also games such as Minesweeper and the infamous um, pinball and also don't forget Solitaire of course uh, yeah I remember those playing um, playing them in um, my school's computer I think when I was grade school <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forgettable times. And in Carta Kids. That's true, yeah. And Carta Kids also, yeah, I do remember that. When there's when there was still no like Call of Duty or even yeah. like the the kinds of games we have today. Alright, so that was cool because I think paint also, like I showed an interest in paint when I was younger like that was my favorite not really app because it's not really an app well, technically it's an app but like that was my favorite app when i was a kid i used to like play around with the bucket the paint bucket because it was so yeah fun. so, so fun. yeah <laughs> i hate how like that was one of like the highlights of my life it was using <laughs> so before we like you know delve into your journey in DSC. We want to talk about your your life as a college student so far. So, how's life in the University of San Carlos? Um, it's okay. Um, it's quite, you know, since, you know, the from the traditional, you know, learning, uh, we shifted through to online learning. Um, I think all of us could agree that we're still adjusting to this uh, new new normal but so far um, it's quite you know it's quite the same you know being in actual school sometimes I'm late <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. you know I ju- 
sometimes you you sleep in class like even in online but yeah. I don't do that I don't do that always <laughs> just sometimes I just want to clear that out <laughs> so yeah wag uh, your out to learn guys <laughs> please don't follow what I did so um, you mentioned uh, your course is IT so were you able to join orgs or were you um, active in extracurricular activities na that were related to um, your course? Um, actually, no. Um, develop, uh, Developer Student Club was the first organization that I joined or even encountered in my, you know, so far. Oh, so that was your career. first org talaga? Yes, it was. So uh, how about in first year, second year? Did, were you like active na the extracurriculars? Um, um, is it, should it be like related to tech? Um, not really. Um, it's non-tech. Non-tech, okay. So, in our, in our school, like, we have, we have, like, the, uh, we have, what do we call this? We have intrams, we have intramurals. So, it's like a, um, school festival. And oh, like a sports fest. Yeah, like a sports fest. Yeah, yeah. So, where you will be able to join, like, um, sports activities get in, you get yourself involved to you know any kinds of activities and one of which um, is um, cheer dance so I you know I, I auditioned for our department and I got in and then yeah even before like in my college days um, I've been doing cheer dance so it was something that I also wanted to join so I, I think that's one thing that I could consider um, extracurricular that is non-tech. Yeah, be versatile, talaga. So you have sports, na, and then you also <laughs> had dance. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I, IT is like a pretty general course. Um, I would know because I'm in IT, or maybe Isadulo, so I have a little specialization there for entrepreneurship. So I wanted to ask: Are you planning on taking any minors or specializations? Um, as of, I think um, it is because I think our like our curriculum is quite different because most of our subjects are like really inclined to our course. Like, but there were I think it was last sem we were able to choose an elective, an elective which it, it is. It is not necessarily to be inclined to your course. Like it could be like any subject. So I took up the first um, the first elective I took up was branding. So I think it was make uh, something like about branding. I forgot the title of branding. the course, but it was branding. So that was first thing I took up because I really wanted to know further about branding aside from you know learning in YouTube or in. Coursera or other educational, you know, courses. And the next, the next lecture I took up was um, Internet of Things. So it was all about IoT and how it works in our daily lives and how it. Yeah, began. that's really interesting. Like the Google Home Mini. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Is this? I, I am. I am. Can, I yeah, actually do have it right it. now. 
but it's not yeah mine. you would just say hey google yeah and then it and then you can like um ask it to play any song songs or connect or even connect it to your like smart homes appliances yeah it's a really interesting elective i wish we would have it here in atenea soon yeah maybe maybe you maybe you could pitch it <laughs> maybe <laughs> you could pitch it yeah so um your course is it what's the difference between um like your course in san carlos from other tech courses like computer science wow that's actually something that i'm still quite you know not you know do not have knowledge about but what i do know is like um when you're in computer science it is more like technical or not probably technical mm-hmm. technical in the sense that computer science programming talaga yeah like programming like computer science students tends to like create you know codes from scratch you know like yeah those kind of stuff and then information technology they're more on um applying applying those you know applying those what you know computer science made like the codes like something like that that's my that's what my idea is between you know computer science and information technology but um i think they're still you know for me they're still somehow the same it's just that they um depends on what what they focus specifically in tech yeah so what made you choose um it oh so basic was that your first choice no no that's not my first choice it was oh wow <laughs> I, I, i wanted to become a computer engineering yeah. so i wanted to become a computer i uh, know not computer engineering uh civil engineering i wanted to become a civil engineering because i wanted i wanted to take something different um that is not uh, related to tech because my two of two of my older brothers took up tech um degree at degrees in tech and i wanted to take something different so um i was interested with civil engineering but then i kind of failed in my physics class so i was like okay i guess i won't i won't take civil anymore because <laughs> i what i heard um when you'll take when you take civil engineering you'll have more physics and calculus so yeah you no know, I, i want to oh my gosh that. calculus I, i've always dreaded calculus i even failed calculus but then you know eventually i i pass so <laughs> yeah especially i know you mga um limits it was actually way harder than derivatives yeah for me i can't i can't even remember i can't even yeah. remember what so yeah and then um so yeah the reason why i chose tech um would probably for would probably um the first reason would be because of the influence of my two older brothers um my older brother um christian took up information technology Hi, christian <laughs> took up Haikuya uh, took up information technology and is currently working at Apple Singapore right now. Oh wow. I, I don't know what he <laughs> <Ghost> does. <Alaga. laughs> yeah, I know. So I don't really know what he does there specifically but he influences me um of his works like he sometimes shared to me what he does and you know just the 
um, luxury and the privilege to be there and to be working under Apple. I think that's a like it's already a big, big thing. And next is my brother Francis. Hi, Kuya. Hi, Francis. So he is currently the CEO and chief product designer of Abstract PH. So it's a it's a company based here in Cebu. And they specialize in I know they do product design and they specialize in UI and UX. So my second older brother Francis really influenced me, especially um, me liking or me being fun with designing um, UI design, UI and UX design, branding. Um, so yeah, he he really taught me, and somehow I kinda followed his footsteps. So yeah, so two of my brothers really influenced me and now they are, you know, going big in their, you know. Yeah, they're actually booming in their careers. Once in once a CEO of a startup, right? Yeah. And one went corporate, which is in Apple, Singapore. Wow. Yeah. So runs yeah. in the blood. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Don't jinx it yet. <laughs> I do hope. I do hope. And yeah, and my second reason and would probably um, technology is continuously improving and growing every day. So its value is also, you know, rising, whether it's a product, a service or a job position, you know, because I think um, being in a tech industry, like your your the, the value of the job position is really increasing continuously increasing right now and it is also amazing to see how technology is also changing the lives of people um making their lives much simpler faster yeah, and true. how they do their tasks every day like it really made a big impact to how we live and it is that very reason why i chose this degree and pursue tech in order to you know change the world for better so yeah that's really cool um thank you <laughs> <laughs> like those insights those early experiences it's really like it's really yeah it's insightful and gives us like a really good background of who you know who you are so you know yeah thank you for that um every student like goes through their own set of obstacles right but for you especially as a tech student you experience a unique set so we wanted to ask what struggles have you faced as you pursue them? um so going back so the i think one of the this um not disadvantage but i think one of the struggles that i face in pursuing tech is that again technology is continuously you know growing every day so like the technology that we are trying to learn like specifically let's say like frameworks like in developing they're continually changing and they're becoming more harder and difficult to configure or even to go nowadays so i think those are one of the things that uh, i find you know as a struggle uh, a struggle as a tech student and aside from that i think one is most i know i probably there are a lot of people already that you know 
are pursuing tech. So I think it's the being uh, the, comp- oh, the competition. Yeah, yeah, the competition between students because you know we, we can't really we we can't deny it that there are some people you know who are already born to be developer you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. you know who started coding when they were still a kid and uh, yeah and then that's also a challenge and also i think it is you can also see it as an opportunity to become better but yeah those are the two things that i consider like struggles as i face to pursue tech so yeah you mentioned that you know it changes every day and there's always this constant competition which is understandable because tech is such a broad industry and of course everyone wants to be a part of it because of you know all the money tech. so yeah. how do you keep up with this continuous evolution of technology um probably you know keeping keeping it in mind that you know once you graduate you'll have you'll have a good job you might have a good job if you continue to pursue tech and do good you know you know the the again with the value of your job position it's quite it's quite big so you know you want to grab that opportunity and i think um it's just that i want to you know continue pursuing uh, my my dream job and my my goal just just to change the world for a better through tech i see i see that's that's pretty cool so well we know quite a lot about you now bruce um we were but now what i really want to know is what esc was like for you so uh, What's the story behind your DSC journey? And you can start with how you discovered DSC or well, any part of the story that you'd like. Okay, sure. So for some, they, they already knew what DSC is. I think um, like in terms for Har- Harvey, he already, he already knew what DSC was. For some, they, uh, for some, they knew DSC through their school because it was being advertised and but for me i actually didn't know about dsc not until my brother told me about it because um sir shad hi sir shad so my brother my brother francis and sir shad are quite close friends and uh, somehow my brother told me like there's this um developer student um group uh, organization that you might be interested so i started um looking you know researching about DSC, what is what DSC was and you know lo- looked at videos from the previous DSC DS leads that was not here yet I was in it was in Indonesia I think so I was looking through their videos on what they do so I was really inspired by it and it actually took me a while to decide to decide whether or not I should join DSC because my question was if i'm able to commit it you know you know having the responsibility and duty as a dsc leader is not really it's not that quite easy and then you know yeah, you have, to, you have academics yeah also you have you could you have acad- academe so yeah you have to make sure that you know you you know how to balance your time as well as your yeah schedule and how you do your 
uh, responsibility as a student, as a as a child, and also as a DSC lead. So you were second year, right? When you knew about yes, DSC I was first. second year at that time, and it's also I think one of the also one of the struggles was also that I have no idea how to begin a organization. So it really took me a while to you know to establish um, the DSC in our chapter once I once I you know signed up and applied for be for the role DSC lead and then and I got in. Um, it took me a while. I think it was about a month already and then other other DSC leads were already able to establish their orgs and I was still trying to figure out um, where or how to you know build up DSC, who should be my people, who should be my audience, and what are the goals, you know, the vision of the organization because those are really important when, you know, creating a community organization should know who your people are and what you do and what is your vision. So those are the things that were quite, you know, struggle for me. So, yeah. So, um, you mentioned uh, um, starting a chapter was um, a challenge. So, how did the application to become a DSC lead enter the picture? Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, I decided to apply when, you know, it was an opportunity. You know, it's, it's not like every day you'll have that kind of opportunity to, to lead a student organization and especially it is a grew it's a it's a program offered by Google so it was it was really a big opportunity so that's the time when I decided that you know if I would take this role and duty as a DSE lead I should you know be more responsible as a student and I should be able to to manage my time and to know how to run an organization so yeah then i eventually you know you know i really have that kind of energy already so i started to you know apply but then i stopped again because you know doubts and i think it's normal when you're when you're in that position to have doubts so then i took a step back i took a break probably went back to it three days later and then i finished it and I was quite skeptical whether I would go in or not because I thought, I thought, yeah, I think that I did a bad application. But then eventually, um, surprising, after a month, I received an email saying that, congratulations, you know, you, you yeah. got in, then you have to do yeah. interviews. And after the interviews, um, it, it took a while to get the to get a memo if whether or not I got in as a DSC lead or not. So at that time, I already thought that uh, I didn't made it. I tried my best, but I didn't made it. Then after like two months or so, um, I got a notification saying congratulations, you're the DSC lead, and I was really happy. And yeah, I was really happy at the time. I didn't know what to do and. As soon as I um, I was out at that time, so as soon as I got home, I started to write down notes 
like what I should yeah. be doing first as a DSC lead. Uh, what should be the task? What should the task I should handle first? So mm-hmm. yeah, and then from that forth, um, I was building the chapter in our university. Cool. That was really inspiring. The the fact that you had to really sit down and decide um, if you would be committed to it, and then um, I actually like how um, you were able to like um, plan out right away or like take notes upon um, knowing that you got accepted so, as a DSC lead. Yeah, because. I guess sometimes um, we have that um, we have that certain you know when we see an opportunity, really we really want to get it eventually get it then. But you no, know, sometimes we you know regret regret our decisions, and we we I want to avoid that. So that's that's the reason why yeah. um, I want I I took a step back. And then you know, talk to myself, tried to you know think about through it. If I became a DS lead, then what? What would I do? What mm-hmm. would change? And how should I like manage my time? Me, um, me being a student and being a DSC lead, how should I you know manage these kinds of responsibilities and roles? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's really important to take consideration of it. So when you were starting out um, in your first few, your first few weeks or like first month, what was it like? So the first few weeks of being a DSC lead was quite, you know, it's quite challenging and struggle at the same time because again, um, I really don't know how to, you know, establish a team, establish a organization. But eventually, I found um, people who would help me throughout my journey, and then we started to plan out things slowly. Um, if um, I established the chapter in my, you know, in my face, because other chapters were really, you know, really fast at establishing yeah. their organization, but then I decided, you know. To take time, you know, to establish it in my face, because you don't really want to, you know, to make things a hurry, because you might do wrong things or might decide the wrong decisions. So yeah, and then eventually I opened application for all members, and I think it was about there were about 30 students who enrolled, uh, not enrolled, but applied. To be a member for the DSC, and it's quite surprising and overwhelming for me, because I d- I wouldn't you know I wouldn't think that it would reach. I, w- I didn't I didn't even think that it would reach 20. So like it was really like an accomplishment for me to be able to establish um, DSC in our university and being able to you know. To handle workshops that you know that were able that you were able to somehow uh, change the lives—not really entirely change, but 
you know, you were able to help influence. people. Yeah, influence them and help them with their needs in terms of um, learning or starting out to be a developer. And just meeting new people was one of the best experience. Uh, being able to make those relationships with your fellow um, members in your community, um, getting to know them, becoming friends with them. Um, it was really nice to, you know, to see here, to see their faces and smiling and knowing that they're excited for this journey, for this community, for the events, and that, that you know that you're going to do a great job as a DSC lead and you're gonna make these students, you know, they're gonna make impact to their lives. Yeah, so those are the things that really were really quite, you know, memorable in my term as a DSCB. Informing your team, um, would you like invite friends to be part of the executive board or yeah. did you um, actually open applications in general? No, I didn't open applications at that time because um, I think it, it was for starters, I think it was better to just to find people who you know who could do the job done and who are your friends at the same time because yeah. you already have that you know that trust for uh, to that person at the same time and the chemistry doing, yeah the chemistry yeah because it's really important you will have a team that you could work with and at the same time they could work with other people so our, i was choosing people who were my friends who were my close friends and yeah that but in the yeah and then i started out the application for the members so what were the projects that you guys worked on you and your team in ESU san carlos unfortunately we weren't able to do projects because um at that time there were also conflicts between um the the semester schedule because we were having um we were having a little, little bit little vacancy and we had to you know to do our duties also as a student but we were we we were able to you know handle workshops though but we weren't able to do projects what kind of workshops were they were they like tech workshops yes they were like design um there were tech workshops you know like first the first the info session because it's something that you should should do to to your uh, you should host to the community the info session uh, like a general assembly yeah a general assembly and then next thing was a basic um, basic web development and then we featured so HTML CSS. yeah HTML CSS but we featured a bit of PHP because um, people tend to like it more when you can see interaction like when there's mm -hmm. you can see like data moving or like you can see like their the the things that they input there like really reflect so that's why we also thought a little bit of php and the next was um fire base because around uh, yeah january and february uh january to march it was a firebase month so we handled workshops we handled firebase study jam and then I also introduced um, solution challenge, but we weren't able to, you know, 
to do the sushi challenge day. Okay. Oh, also, you mentioned Balakanina that you had trouble like starting um, establishing, but you were able to find people that to build with you, um, some friends, some peers. So, how were you able to find peers with similar interests? Did you like? How did you meet new people? Um, uh, how I did it. Um, for my core team, what I did is just I just forward to my friends and ask them, do you want to become? Do you want to lead? with me a developer student community and they said yes and then yeah they became part of it and then of course we cannot do that the same with the members so that's why we handle uh, that's why we gave out you know um, publication materials um, application for the to be become, to become a member for the DSC in our chapter okay that's cool. Um, as an experienced DSC lead, you know what you're also accomplishing your term, right? Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, can you talk about you know the benefits of being a, a DSC lead? I think one of the benefits of being DSC lead, aside from the brand itself, like it's a Google, I think the one of the you know the benefits of it is that you'll be able to join workshops that are that the resources are provided by Google and I think those are one of the main factors uh, why you know why I joined you know, DSC in the first place because uh, you want because aside from the resources out there that you can find in you know in YouTube it, some students are also finding struggle to you know where to begin learning programming because there's a lot of you know courses out there especially in youtube and then sometimes they might work sometimes they don't so yeah one of the benefits of being a dsc lead or even joining dsc lead is having the opportunity to join uh, workshops that are you know given by google and it's quite um convenient and you know, easy to understand, I guess. So yeah, and aside from that is, yeah, like the opportunity to to join the DSC Summit and to meet other developers around Southeast Asia. Those really overwhelming and knowing that, you know, how their journey started. Like, I think one of the most intimidating, you know, why why we find tech people intimidating is because like we know them as who they are now like you're a senior developer but what we don't know yeah, is their job journey. title yeah we know their job title but we really don't know about their journey so that's the thing about being a dsc is that you'll be able to know their journey and to be part of their journey as well and at the same time create your own journey that every that eventually where the people that you you look up to you'll eventually end up all there also and you know we're not that different at all we started from the bottom and now we're here so mm-hmm. hi drake <laughs> so but yeah but but it's true like we always find it very intimidating and that's something that i also learn and continue to 
carry on in my life that even though I'm I'm at this is my progress and this how far I am right now I know I will eventually you know end up being you know a, a better tech person and I'll be able to impact more lives and change um, the lives of people and change the world for the better of course mm-hmm. so yeah and last but not the least would probably the relationship again a uh, relationship that you have with the people because your soft skills yeah because it's not every day that you'll find people who have the same interests with you and who would also help you to grow and then you'll make a like friendship or a bond with them and i think that's something that's really you know a highlight to my journey as a dsc lead as well Mm. yeah that's actually like that's actually sorry i'm still like how on the point when you said that tech people are intimidating and it's because when we see people in tech we see their skills we see what they can do we see their projects but we don't see their journey that they started also like we all start out as noobs but you know we, we grow that um, we grow ourselves and we build our skills from from the ground up so yeah sorry i was i'm still hung up on that i'm like wow yeah that, that's like so true yeah because even even up until now i'm still intimidated by you know by by people that i look up to especially in the field of technology but you know then you, there there are some people that they find it like a this they find it as a fear factor of why they don't want to continue to tech actually because they're very intimidated like oh it's really that hard is it really that difficult but yeah it is that it is difficult it is hard but eventually you'll if you continue to learn uh, eventually you'll end up where they are right now and then that's the beauty of the you know the journey of being a tech tech lead or tech person or being a student who wants to pursue a tech tech degree and also they being a DSC lead. Oh yeah. So yeah. So being a DSC lead, aside from you know, like all the learnings that you just kind of like bestowed on us, how did being a DSC lead change your skills, like your principles, or you as a person? It can be a small change or a, or a big change. Ah, uh, okay. I think one of the big factors that um that changed. My life uh, when I joined DSC Lead was um, not not everybody speaks the same. By that I mean um, the, um, the experience of learning is that sometimes we get too technical with the people or with the person who who we are teaching. Like we tend we tend to say like technical terms because we want to we want to sound like more professional you want to sound more genius or intelligent but the problem is that they don't understand you they can't understand you because they don't even know what what those terms or what you're saying mean means mm-hmm. so i think one of the impact is to is to talk in the level that they can understand like it's different 
it's different when you teach a kid how to use phones compared to teaching your grandma. Like, do you, do you understand? Like, they, they are different. Like, you have yes. to speak more, you know, use, simplify, yeah, simplify the process, simplify things. So I think those are one of the things that, you know, that I, that I got from being a DSE lead. And also, um, the experience and the idea of knowing how to establish organization, start events, and how to, you know, to start a committee. I think that's the other thing that I learned that is you know, not, not too technical or non-technical. Yeah, so we've learned a lot about you, Bruce, from your humble beginnings when you were a kid and your um, journey as a DSC lead, which is really um, inspiring and insightful. So, uh, Bruce, what's next for you? Well, next for me is after this call, I would eat. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> actually, um, my journey as a tech tech person. Now, what do we? What's the what's the right term for that? I think uh, as a tech student is to you know continue to learn and continue to share my learning to the younger generation because I want them also to be inspired uh, of what of my journey and what I learned through the people that I look up to so I want to continue that kind of you know that kind of dream and also to help those um, people that wants to pursue tech but are having strugglers right now we want to continuously influence them by continuously learning and helping through the community and also um yeah and just being there for them and you know being that typical you know kuyas you know so yeah so now that uh your term has ended um, what's your role right now in DSC San Carlos? So now my role has ended as a DSC lead. Uh, my role currently right now in DSC is um, design lead. Basically, I do uh, design and curate and set directions for the publication materials and other creatives. Um, creative are creative things that are related yeah mm. okay so thank you for that um to kind of like end or conclude our episode you have this platform now to inspire the future students in tech and you know we have a lot of aspiring developers engineers web designers and the like out there and also in dsc now they're, we're all we're trying to learn about it and we're trying to you know build and we're trying to have that journey so like quite si we want that journey that's quite similar to yours. So um, if you had any advice for the you that started out in tech, what would you like to tell younger Bruce? Oh, wow. Okay, so if I would be talking to my younger self right now, it's probably the, the advice I would give to him is that continue to challenge yourself. Because it all started with me um, being as a you know very challenging kid 
And up, up until now, I continuously to challenge myself, whether it may to be, you know, in technical or non-technical um, um, stuff related. So to the aspiring developers, tech engineers, web, web designers, um, continue to, you know, continue to learn, continue to challenge yourself. Um, be, being a failure is not the end point of your life. It is opportunity to see where you can go further and what you can do better in your life and to become the best um, developer as well as become the best person um, forward. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to end it today. You know, so to start with, start with starting, I guess. I feel like that's the um, takeaway that I got from your last one. So on behalf of Developer Student Clubs Loyola, Paolo and I would like to express our gratitude to Bruce Alturas for joining us in our first episode and sharing insightful stories and lessons with us. It's been great having you on DevCast, Bruce. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Bruce. Uh, I really learned a lot. So being a um, co-host, wow, it's actually an honor to um, have you with us and to witness firsthand um, the, the lessons that you shared in your journey as a DSC lead. And um, yeah, it can. I'm sure it will really help and inspire um, younger students out there to um, pursue a career in tech because um, for me, my takeaway is all it takes is um, patience and perseverance because um, learning stuff in tech can take some time. So, yeah, all we need to do is um, be patient. That wraps it up for our first episode. To our listeners, thank you, and we'll see you on our next episode. Have a great day.